Welcome to Booked. I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snedden. This week, an interlude episode. Uh, Rob and I are recovering from the holidays and from that spectacular episode with Donnie Booked winner David James Keaton. Um, so we took a week off. We're just going to talk about stuff. That's right. The polar vortex affected our Kindles. We couldn't read anything. Yep, yep. That's uh, it. We are coming out of bitter, bitter cold. But uh, this weekend, weather-wise, it's going to be like in the 40s, dude. So kind of get outside and get some sun, I think. Practically tropical. That's like Livia sitting outside the coffee shop weather. Pr- pretty much. Notice, <laughs> it's pretty much exactly that. Notice I, I didn't say a specific uh, company. Yes, a non-branded, a non-branded coffee shop. So, uh, but uh, yeah, Livius. Um, yeah, there's there's <laughs> lots of like newsworthy stuff this week, which is good because we didn't have to make up a bunch of topics. There's actually legitimate stuff to talk about. Yeah, we actually, yeah, we didn't have to work. This is great because yeah. the interlude episodes is like we usually don't have to work too hard. We didn't have to work really at all. It was nice. At, yeah, at all. I Rob even put together notes and picked the topics. I didn't have to do anything. I barely had to show up. <laughs> Um, yeah. So. All right. First on the list, dude. Do you remember when Jenny McCarthy was like really, really hot, like twenty-ish years ago? Oh, I remember. Yeah. Although I the funny thing had... is, outside of Playboy, mm-hmm. I can't think of a damn thing that she actually was a part of. Wasn't she on MTV for some stuff or something? Yeah, she was. Um, God, was she on Remote Control? Was she on that show originally? <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's probably. I loved that show. Hold on a second. I'm pretty sure she was on remote control. I don't think I did. Was it like okay. a game show? Yes. It was a very entertaining game show, though. It wasn't you know, dry like, you know, whatever. The Joker's Wild. <laughs> Do you, have you ever seen The Joker's Wild? Um, I don't think about? so. All right. That's, that's that age gap between us. At any rate, Jenny McCarthy used to be super, super hot. And then what happened was we found out she could talk and she became less and less hot. <laughs> that's... Um, Oh yeah. god, dude! Now it's just painful to just just watch. I watched part of the uh, the New Year's Eve New York City celebration Times Square stuff, and yeah. she's one of the co-hosts now. Brutal, absolutely brutal. But at any rate, she made crazy news this week, apparently, <laughs> right? Well, I didn't want to stop you in the middle of it, but I think it's actually a different uh, Jennifer McCarthy. What? Yeah, well, she was looking a little haggard in those pictures, but I thought you know she wasn't all dolled up, and you know. She, it wasn't a Playboy right. shoot, yeah. Yeah, so at any rate, I also didn't know, which makes sense, because like, I didn't know that she was married to Cormac McCarthy. You were like, this is the best news ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, not only did I learn that she had a gun stuffed in her vagina, <laughs> but she was married to Cormac McCarthy, which would have been um, probably an upgrade to being married to Jim Carrey, I would think, even though Cormac McCarthy's like 150 years old. He is pretty ancient. He is uh, he is eighty. I found out from this. News. So, in case you don't own, <laughs> in case you don't have the internet, and that's probably really hard for you to uh, to listen to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the ex-wife of Cormac McCarthy. She is age forty-eight. He's eighty. So you can kind of figure out what was going on there. Um, she, <laughs> that's the first indication that there might be some issues. Yeah. She is uh, now dating uh, an unnamed man, at least from the couple of articles that I read. Uh, she got into an argument with him over aliens, which is which is perfectly reasonable. How often do you and I argue over aliens? It's like once a week, right? Yeah, it's constant. It's a constant. Yeah. So she left the house they live in together. She came back 
um, apparently dressed in some lingerie, came out of the bathroom and <laughs> disclosed that there was a, a, a silver handgun in her vagina. She then apparently masturbated with the gun, then pulled it out and asked, who's crazy, me or you, and pointed it at the guy. All right. I have it all pretty, pretty, do I have that? We got to, uh, we got to analyze this a little bit, I think. Yeah, no, that's okay. accurate. That's from the, that's, that's yeah. right. Here's, yeah. so, go ahead. My first question is, she, she's wearing this lingerie and she's got a gun inside her vagina yes. or like partially is it <laughs> i i would have to think it's partially yeah i i don't all i know is that the one article and not the one that that, that you put the link to that the picture had like like two like old really stylish handguns like like something like cowboys like wyatt earp would use like i don't think shooters? it was one of those yeah yeah but they're real ornate and i was like <laughs> oh look at this they were like antique guns and she had two of them i wonder where she put the other one wow around the corner Probably, I'd imagine, yeah. but yeah. So yeah. then she started. She well, in, in the articles that I read, um, mm-hmm. they were very demure about demure about it, and they they would mm-hmm. say that she performed a sex act. But I mean, if there's a gun already in your vagina, there's only so many sex acts you can perform. Yeah. I think. I mean, she could have been hand jobbing the gun. I guess that would kind of it's be true. a sex act, right? That's just called cleaning, though. I think when you do it with a gun. <laughs> maybe um, maybe they had this thing all wrong. Maybe. Maybe we've misinterpreted this whole story. <laughs> yeah, it could be a simple uh, case of, you know, she was trying to clean the gun. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. giving it a sex act. And then aliens. Arguing well, about I mean, aliens. Yeah, they were arguing about aliens. I'm not sure which side she was on, but I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'm going to take, take a wild guess here that she may have been pro-alien. Probably imagining that aliens do exist. Yeah. yeah. So, uh there you go um you know for anybody listening please don't try any of these acts with a gun at home and if you do make sure it's not loaded that's right um can i just say for those for those people not familiar with cormac mccarthy he is um the writer of the movie the counselor yeah didn't something weird slipped anybody that yeah that he wrote that that film the counselor which has gotten pretty good reviews also, I guess um, if I read the article right, uh, the son that he had with this um, alien-loving, gun-banging broad um, is the uh, the son is the inspiration for some of the other stuff that he has created as well. Yeah, that's that movie, The Road, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. I think you're right. I think I read that too. Robert Duvall's in that. I like Robert Duvall. Yeah. Well, you know, he's Robert Duvall. So I guess I mean, if, if you think about it. And, and a lot of people have posted this uh, article on Facebook and stuff. I, I almost get jealous of these situations where I'm like, why didn't I think about, like, all I need to do is get a girl come over, you know, grab a gun, and then we'd be in the news. Like, uh, you know, we were arguing about aliens, officer, and then she started, you know, having <laughs> yeah, sex you with have a to gun. Pay good, you have to pay women good money for that when you could just pick a fight. Yeah. That's crazy. Getting this yeah, all wrong, man. Good. We're trying. We're working way too hard. I know. I know we are. Yeah. Right. We ready to go on to the next uh, the next topic? Yeah, a topic which surprisingly has not, I don't believe, has come up at all in the entirety of our uh, 188 previous episodes, which is pretty shocking, although we <laughs> came dangerously close once when Livius was talking about concentration camps. <laughs> yeah, this guy, uh, 
I don't know if he's self-published, but apparently he's just become a digital sensation on, on Amazon. Um, Adolf Hitler? Yeah, um, name sounds familiar. This is the actual the, yeah, the actual person, I, not someone that topic. Cormac McCarthy was married to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, apparently he's topping all these different charts. And uh, I, I will let you know, I do have an email out to the publicist um, to see if we can get this guy on the show. That would be awesome. I did say that this year we're going to strive to get some bigger names. Not that I don't love the names that we have. But, you know, so Stephen King, uh, uh, James Patterson maybe, Daniel Steele, Adolf Hitler, all people that we're going to try to get on the show this year. Everybody. And, I mean, I'm thinking, though, to be completely honest, I think it's more of just like a splash. I don't think it's going to be an enduring thing. I think it's more of an E.L. James kind of situation than, you know, something that's going to be something that lasts I don't think it's gonna I don't think his name is gonna be the kind of name that that lasts for generations you know what I mean yeah no I understand what you're saying at first I thought when you meant said E.L. James I thought there was gonna be sequels (laughs) (laughs) well you never know like it's so formulaic now everybody who wants to be famous they all just go down and do the same thing that someone else did before so yeah no kidding oh I mean we uh, could we could ask when we get him on the podcast, we can ask him what his plans are. Yeah, I'm waiting to hear back from uh, from the publicist. So yeah, stay tuned for for definitely more details on this Adolf Hitler guy as he uh, skyrockets to the top of the charts. I'm doing a motion with my hand that he's going straight up to the top. Not even like at an angle, like a 12 degree <laughs> angle or anything. Just like a, yeah, yeah, just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like a ramp. So. Okay, right now, like a ramp. All right, and speaking of Adolf Hitler, if anybody has gone and read Skip Papersley's bio on bookpodcast.com, you will know that his history involves, I believe, fighting the Nazis or reporting on the Nazis. and um, being Alongside Captain America. Probably alongside Captain America. Yeah. Um, and being frozen in time, or frozen, and then later thawed out. So uh, um, if anybody knows a little bit about... Um, Adolf Hitler, it's probably going to be him, but uh, thankfully, he, he is not gone from our show. He is he is still an active member of the podcast, and uh, he sent us something over this week, so we thought we'd roll that right now. Welcome to the first ever We Ain't Talking About No Books episode of the Booked Podcast. I'm Skip Papersley. In celebration of the We Ain't Talking About No Books episode of the Book Podcast in which the two booked boys don't talk about books, the book news staff came up with a few discussion prompts to keep them off the subject of books. 1. Please discuss, at length, your recent experience with the polar vortex. 2. Is David James Keaton so dreamy in real life? 3. Sports. That's still a thing, right? Four, do you remember the band Live? Where did they go? How many live puns can you make based on the song titles or album titles? Five, did you hear the one about the wooden car with the wooden engine and the wooden tires? It wouldn't go. Please discuss the merits and flaws of this joke. Six, Caleb J. Ross. Fuck that guy, right? I mean, seriously. Seven, Do you have any dieting tips for those of us that have New Year's resolutions? 8. 
Given the rampant poverty and continued lack of decent education in America, not to mention the rapidly declining literacy rate, do you think that spending approximately 200 hours talking about books was the best use of your time? Given that you made the same amount of money as you would have volunteering to read to youngsters, work in a soup kitchen, or assist elderly people not to fall downstairs. Thanks. This has been the first ever We Ain't Talking About No Books episode of the Book Podcast. I'm Skip Papersley, signing off. Yeah, Skip definitely had some uh, some topics there. Uh, Rob, I think we can knock through this pretty quickly. What do you think? Yeah, let's hit it. All right, Polar Vortex covered at top of the show. Yep. Uh, David James Keaton being dreamy. Um, I think we definitely know a little bit about that. Yeah, his college pick that he posted online just a couple of weeks ago, um, I, if he was smart, um, he, he would have posted that and would have gotten even more votes, I think, for, for Donnie Booked. But, man, when that guy had hair and no beard, he was a, he was a devish, devilishly handsome guy. <laughs> Yeah, he looked kind of like the type of surfer dude that would try and steal your car. <laughs> yes, he did, didn't he? <laughs> um, sports. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you got? Anything on sports? Uh, Soccer. Yeah. Soccer's a sport, right? Kind of. Um, sure. Yeah, all right. Um, the band Live. You know, I was just talking about Live the other day. Rob, do you know who Live is? Yeah, actually, uh, when I was a teenager, I went to one of their concerts. Was it with Skip Papersley? I did not go with Skip Papersley. Um, I don't okay. remember who I went with, and I don't remember having a good time. <laughs> well, there you go. I honestly, it, it's funny because we got this uh, this bit from Skip yesterday, and it was uh, two days ago. I was just talking about live with one of my coworkers. So, yes, yeah, still very relevant, Skip. Very relevant in everyday conversation. That's um, crazy. Yeah. All right, I want to talk about a wooden car. Wooden go. I. That's yeah. I have no idea. That's the car Keaton's trying to steal, though, with his surfer boyish good looks. I think that reminds me, though. I saw a, uh, a like a meme on Facebook just recently. I can't remember who posted it, but it was a picture of a large cat, like a wild cat. You and saw a picture of a cat on Facebook. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and and the meme, the uh, words on the meme, it said, "Stop making me laugh. I'm gonna puma pants." Puma. Yeah. Very very nice. There you go. That was a better joke than the wooden car one. <laughs> uh, Caleb J. Ross. I mean, didn't we do a whole series of YouTube videos detailing our, our, our feelings of, about Caleb J. Ross? Yeah, I don't think we've ever been uh, vague about our feelings about that guy. Yeah, so, all right, we'll consider that covered. Perfect. Dieting. I have a very long history of never giving a damn about dieting. What about you, Livius? Uh, if you have seen us, uh, me and Rob, in pictures or recently in person, you'll know that dieting is not uh, is not something we do around here. Very good. Uh, Skip did bring up an interesting point on the <laughs> several hundred hours we spent. Now, the part that he missed out on was that this show requires us. Yeah, you know, we, we put out what, an hour audio every week. Some mm-hmm. weeks it's more with uh, readings or whatever. But, you know, there's a lot of prep time that goes into what we do. Typically, probably five to six hours before we do the hour. And then a couple hours afterwards of uh, editing and posting and stuff. Yeah, I now feel even worse because apparently we spent well over a thousand hours <laughs> doing this. So and not getting any uh, money for it. Damn it, he's really onto something here. Oh, 
Well, the joke's yeah, on so, him. He fucking knew about it, and he's doing it with us. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, thanks for tuning in to the final ever booked podcast. <laughs> yeah, if you want to find us, we'll be helping old people not fall downstairs and teaching them to read, or whatever he said. And, di- and dieting. Dieting. Spending a lot more time yeah. dieting. Exactly so. Um, thanks, Skip. It's great to have you uh, back uh, in, in two in fairly short period of time there from Skip. So uh, we look forward to more from Skip Papersley in the new year. Thing I, the thing I realized about booked news and Skip Papersley is that the more frequently I ask him to do something for me, the more frequently he actually does it. Wow. That's interesting. That's like a direct correlation there. There's no... I think uh, I think you might be onto some scientific stuff. There's like you, know, know. you have a like you have like a theory, and then you have I don't know. I was really bad at science, dude. I was terrible at science. So the next phase is like we're testing, we're doing experimental, yeah, I think we're doing so. trials. Yeah. I think they're called trials. Yeah, let's do trials. Let's ask it for just a bunch of crazy <laughs> shit all in like three days and see what happens. <laughs> all right, we will do that for sure. Can we talk about the devilishly handsome, handsome David James Keaton a little bit more? Um, yeah, you know, so this guy, let's, let's, let's be honest. A couple years ago, nobody knew who David James Keaton was, right? <laughs> it's right? true. It's true. It is true. Since then, he has become a friend to the show, a fixture on this show. He has won awards, numerous Donnie booked awards, like six of them. And now he's like a goddamn superhero. He posted this thing on Facebook the other day, and I actually showed it to people I work with because I thought it was so. Because I, I, I'm desensitized to Keaton's antics to some mm-hmm. degree, but I think I know other people aren't, so I knew it would be pretty funny to, for them. So I was showing people at work the little post he made about saving a cat. Should I should I read this post for anybody who who hasn't seen this? Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Need some advice here. On our way to the bus stop this morning, Amy James Keaton. I threw in that side that second part so everyone knew who she was. <laughs> Heard a cat screaming from what she thought was the dumpster behind a restaurant and called me thinking it was cold or stuck. So I went down there to check it out. And back in the alley behind this place, there was a storage shed where the noises were coming from. So I uh, shouldered the door open <laughs> and found a cat in a trap. Not sure what the restaurant owners were going to do with it. I panicked and took it with me. Now I have a cat in the basement. Any ideas who to call? I didn't really think past the abduction part. (laughs) Yeah. I first thought maybe this was some kind of, like he was testing a short story or something. Like I couldn't really, I wasn't really sure if this was right. Because does this not sound... Like like a Keaton, it, like something Keaton would write. It does, but it also was accompanied by a picture of the cat in the trap, which was like a big like I have to imagine it's like a raccoon trap or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I have trap I have trapped raccoons. It is exactly a raccoon trap. And in um, in defense of David James Keaton, for people who might think that this is just like you know he you know not it, it was an unnecessarily move unnecessary move. This was during the polar vortex, so that cat was probably quite cold in that shed. Yeah, and of course there were updates, and uh, the best part is where he finally gets a hold of someone at the restaurant. <laughs> They're pissed off. <laughs> well, because the guy had said something about like, yeah, that it was they were trying to catch a stray or whatever. <laughs> they had it out there for days. I, I don't know, but someone else that they know had thought they heard a cat in that area too. So that cat was out there for a while. But 
guess the bottom line is uh, when uh, when Keaton uh, in, in his whatever his name is when he's not a superhero, he's that boyishly handsome surfer guy that we were talking about, <laughs> and then he he turns into Super Keaton with a red cape that goes around rescuing animals. How cool is that? That's not bad. And he was very um, adamant about placing it at a home so he wouldn't have to take it to a shelter because he didn't want the possibility of it being put down or anything like that. Now, I want people uh, to... If, if you heard him do nine, um, nine Cops Killed for a Goldfish Cracker, I want you to reconcile that with the guy who really wanted to place a kitten in a good home. <laughs> I know, like... <laughs> You never get this like tender side of David James Keaton's. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, kudos to David James Keaton. He also wins the Donnie Booked Award for superhero. For that's not yeah. really a thing. Yeah, but if we had one, it would totally go to him. Yeah, David James Keaton is going to be like such a heartthrob to uh, to cat lovers everywhere. Yeah, um, Sean P. Ferguson, you got to step it up, man. He rescued a cat. <laughs> What are you going to do, buddy? Yeah, bring it on. Let's see what you got. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, this next little bit, I'm not going to have a whole lot. To, here's what happened. Justified's back. Ooh, Robin, yeah. I love Justified. Yeah, we do. We love love Justified. Uh, my DVR stopped 20 minutes in for some unknown reason, power or something. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Maybe there are 18 other things recording. I saw 20 minutes. It's all that Vampire's Diaries you got on there. Well, that's, yeah, that's the other problem. <laughs> that's on the same night as the originals. Anyway, um, I will get to watch the rest of this shortly, soon, the next few days. But until then, I have absolutely nothing to contribute to this. Um, I just wanted to mention it because I love Justified. Um, if you haven't heard of it, you should check it out. Uh, Timmy o- Timothy Oliphant and uh, Walton Goggins. Um, it's, a, it's a story about a dude who's a U.S. Marshal and all this crazy stuff happens. He's, it's based in Kentucky. Pretty violent very southern that might be Raylan in the background that might be (laughs) (laughs) looking for a fugitive uh (laughs) we're gonna let that pass is Chicago on fire like the whole city or it's the the new Chicago fire the second round Chicago fire 2 the sequel that'd be terrible I don't want to die in a a city (laughs) fire um but it's back season 5 just started and um it uh it, it it the reason I wanted to mention it on the podcast is because it had a very subtle nod to Elmore Leonard who died recently, and um, the subtle nod was um, two characters were sitting down talking and and one was talking about his son and the son's art that he does and he says the aesthetic subtext of his work is the systematic exposure of artistic pretension which is something that someone once said about Elmore Leonard so um, I thought that was a nice nod because Leonard recently passed away. Um, and there was just a ton of crazy guest appearances. I don't know how many you got to see, Livius, in the 20 minutes you saw. Um, uh, I saw the guy that used to be on Prison Break, the Hispanic guy who's a Cuban in this. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw him. That's probably not what you're referring to because I'm probably the only person that knows who that guy is. No. Did you recognize any of the names I put on the list? Uh, no, actually, I, I didn't. <laughs> All right, Will Sasso is uh, he's a guy from Mad TV. He's like the chubby, bald, white guy um, who just shows up in random weird stuff. He was in that movie Southland Tales that was written by, I think his name's Richard Kelly, right? The guy that did uh, Donnie Darko? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. 
Um, they both play Canadian, like, organized crime people, which is crazy because they're so solidly comedic, like, almost slapstick comedic people. David Kitchener, who... I'm trying to think of the thing that he would be most well-known for. He was in The Office. Uh, oh, who was he in The Office? I've seen that. Uh, the... Um, uh, he played Michael's friend, the guy, the traveling sales guy that just came around every now oh, and then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, the bald guy that, that yeah. was always sexually harassing people. Yeah. He was an anchor man. He played the, the sports guy, Champ. Mm. Yeah. And Stephen Root, who is... Uh, God, I'm going to feel really terrible for not knowing his main body of work, but um, um, <laughs> I guess the most ridiculous thing I could name him from was uh, he played a gay vampire in uh, in the earlier seasons of True Blood. So, but he's an awesome actor, and he's been in tons and tons of stuff. King of the Hill. Oh, this guy! I just looked him up. I, yeah, I do. I do know who he is. Stephen Root. And he has been in lots of things. Yeah, he's in like well, everything. He's, a, he's he's a recurring character on Justified. He is that judge. Oh, yeah. right on. Very good. Yeah, I, I looked. I was like, yeah, that's the judge from <laughs> Justified. When I saw his picture, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's what you're saying because he's on that show. Uh. Very good. <laughs> uh, I am very much looking forward to it, uh, and yeah, you know, we addressed Justified at length in a previous episode. But you know, the thing was that was one of the shows that snuck up on me. I probably was six episodes in before I realized how much I liked it. That that's what I looked forward to the most every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked to other people, and they'd be like, "Oh, what do you think of that?" I was like, "Meh, it's all right." Like, I just it kind of snuck up on me how much I liked that. So it's pretty awesome. Um, I did see, I did see the beginning, the opening where they were doing the. Um, kind of tribute to Elmore Leonard. Did you catch that? I did not. Oh, okay. So it's um it was uh, three or four of the characters on the show just kind of talking about Elmore Leonard's body of work. Oh. And like the characters he creates, but it all very much seemed like this was all filmed before he died. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It seemed like it was taken from interviews from prior to gotcha. his death. So yeah. it, it Although it was billed as like a tribute, and it was a little like five minute thing, it was billed as a tribute to him. It very much seemed like this is stuff that was done season one. You know, <laughs> they were like, "Oh yeah, I love his stuff. His characters are so well developed. He writes strong women. Like it wasn't like you know we'll miss you, right? Right. So, but uh, it was kind of nice to get the the actors' takes. I'm sure a couple of them had never read anything by Elmore Leonard though. That blonde girl, she didn't know who he was. <laughs> well, um fans of violence will love this first episode because it, it is like i don't know if it's just that i haven't watched the show in long enough and i just mm-hmm. forgot how violent it can be but damn it's pretty like brutal oh michael rapaport was one of the people that was in it too you know michael rapaport is right uh, that i do know michael rapaport i don't really understand how he ever thought to get into acting or how he stayed in <laughs> acting but i do know who he is dude after his role in true romance like his ticket was written like he was awesome. You get, what, romance. You, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Every role he ever plays, you're like, how did this guy get the idea that he could be an actor, and how does he continue to get work? He always plays like the same guy. He always basically. plays, yeah, the really goofy, like, kind of dopey pushover guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. We'll see if but that's yeah, what justified. happens in this one. Justified. Lots of TVs coming back. Can I also mention that season two of Banshee starts this Friday? Of what? Banshee. Is that like the X Men character? <laughs> no, it's a. Uh... <laughs> Is it a reality show about singing? 
Yes. Is it really? Because we needed another one. No, no, it's not actually. No, it's a crime drama. Here's the problem. It's on Cinemax. <laughs> Almost nobody has Cinemax. Um, it ran for 10 episodes last year. And it's a story about an unnamed character who um, is released from prison after be- he gets busted, you know, letting his girlfriend get away with the money that they stole from a mob boss. Um, so when he get the the girl has gone into hiding, and of course the mob, the second he's out, are after him, hoping that they will that uh, he will lead them to the money. Um, and he gets to this small town, and I'm not blowing anything here because it's like the first ten minutes of the first episode. Um, he has the opportunity to claim the identity of the new sheriff in town. So he's this criminal, this this thief who is now impersonating the sheriff in this small town where his ex girlfriend lives, the one that that um, helped him pull off this heist. And there's mobsters, and there's a local, what might be one of the top five villains I think ever on television. The local kind of mob guy is a uh, is a uh, I don't know what it's called, like an excommunicated um, Amish guy. Shunned is that what they call him? They're shunned. Uh, it sounds good to me. Yeah, so he's been shunned by his Amish family. So this town is really close to an Amish community, but the guy who runs like the local crime is this is this Amish guy who is just one of the baddest ass villains I've I've ever seen. Interesting. It's great stuff. I don't know if season one has hit like Netflix yet or not, but uh, if it has, I strongly urge you to uh, to check out Banshee. All right, I'm going to tell you what that basic plotline reminds me of. Okay. Every fucking story ever, like <laughs> it's that old like someone posing as someone else thing but the 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 comedic one the thing that i think is funny is i'm going to read you did you ever hear of a movie called happy texas um i I, the name is familiar but i I don't know anything about it it's a 1999 movie starring um oh what's that dude's name steve zahn that sounds familiar (laughs) he's got william h macy and some other people in it but anyway Uh Uh, here's here's the basic plot of the movie two escaped convicts arrive in the town of happy texas where they are mistaken for a gay couple who is who is there to host the town's Little Miss Fresh Squeezed Beauty pageant. Enjoying the celebrity and using their skills as con men, the two adopt their persona to take on the task. What's the task? This is a really horribly written synopsis. Of course, as the two are heterosexual, their interest the their interest in the involved ladies intensifies. What? This is really terrible. Um, so essentially, they go to this town to rob rob a bank. Are are mm-hmm. um, confused? Or, or, or uh, so essentially, they go to this town to rob this bank. They're mistaken for these these gay pageant people, and um, they use that as their cover while they still plan to rob the bank. And hilarity ensues. Why did you just read this to me? <clears throat> Because it's the same thing as what you were talking about with Banshee. No, no, no. I'm pretty... It's not. It's not. <laughs> At any rate, don't listen to Rob. Banshee. It's convicts five, posing as not convicts. It's the same thing. Five stars for me, for Banshee. Happy Texas also involves a bunch of, like, little five-year-old girls dancing to a Bjork song at the end. All right. There is that in Banshee, too. But beyond <laughs> that, there's no comparison between the two. <laughs> um, ba- Banshee is uh, is uh, a lot of naked women and a lot of violence, and uh, it's good stuff. I like it all. Very much looking forward to it. Well, that's refreshing. There's no other shows like that. Oh, God, Rob. Really? Really, Rob? This is the way we're going with this? Dude, Game of Thrones is coming back. I quit. <laughs> I quit. I quit. 
Banshee better than Game of Thrones. <laughs> Everything is better than Game of Thrones. Yeah. I watch Game of Thrones. I actually like Game of Thrones, but I like Banshee better. Hey, one more thing now that you're done belittling me for liking TV shows um, and talking about Happy, Happy Texas. Yeah. Is that what it was? Steve Zahn. Bob Pastorella. Is that where Bob Pastorella lives, Happy Texas? <laughs> no, he lives in Hora, Texas. Uh, Hora, Texas. Sorry, all those H1s <laughs> confuse me. Um, dude, I have to say, and it, it takes a lot. Do you remember... We talked about short fiction and how I really wasn't a fan of short fiction. We started doing this podcast and how it kind of grew on me. I'm still mm-hmm. much more a fan of long-form fiction. Yeah. Alyssa Nutting wrote what might be the perfect short story. I haven't been able to stop thinking about this in three days now. So, uh, daysdigital.com has a story by Alyssa Nutting. I am going to tell you. I- I'm going to read you the, the, the header. It says, The American author's tale of self-harm, pissing yourself, and attempting to master witchcraft. And it's got to be easily one of my top ten favorite short stories of all time. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to highly recommend that Rob provide a link (laughs) and that everybody go read it. It's called Potential Force, so if you just want to Google it, Potential Force by Alyssa Nutting. Totally check it out. Would you say it's award-worthy? Um, Yes. It's it's very very short. It's like a five minute read. I I, it, I doubt it's fifteen hundred words. So you could definitely read it on one of your lives lunches. Is it lives lunch worthy yeah. or is it a little too graphic? Um, no, no, it's not. No, it's it's it. No, it is. Re- it is. I read it. Um, I didn't read it on lunch. I read it like eleven o'clock at night. I was starting to fall asleep, but uh, definitely um, worthy of everybody to read. Seriously, dude. When was the last time I touted a short story like this? Okay. I can't remember you ever doing that. Um, yeah, we got hundreds, maybe thousands of hours put into this. Yeah, I uh, yeah, and that's the funny thing is I, I want to tell people how great it is, and, and I know what happens for me. Someone tells me something's great, I'm inevitably disappointed because I'm expecting it to be the best thing ever. But um, I'm going to sing the praises of this one probably for a while. Alyssa Nutting. All right. Uh, well, we can't let potential let's... force. Potential force. Just want to throw it out there. <laughs> um, well, because this is our final opportunity before it's too late, I definitely want to bring up the This Is Horror Awards one more time. Um, there should be a couple days of, of voting left by the time this episode airs, so I just want to emphasize again, Booked is once more uh, nominated for the Podcast of the Year, and the booked anthology actually is uh, up for anthology of the year. So if you haven't voted already, please go over. Um, there is going to be links on the website in the post for this. Um, we're posting it up on Facebook constantly. Make sure you vote for us. Make sure you vote for Donnie Booked Winner and super handsome surfer car stealing guy David James Keaton who saves cats, especially now that he saves cats. Um, Stephen Graham Jones is up for something. There's, there's a whole booked ticket uh, that you should... Uh, but make sure you get over there and vote. If you have voted, um, tell everybody you know. Borrow their phone, take their iPad, whatever it takes. Log into their email and uh, and send out. Um, I almost got to the point, Livius, where <laughs> I was gonna like prepare an email, <laughs> like the bot, you know, and just like send it along to people so that they, all they had to do was like hit send. But I couldn't figure out how to do that. I, I thought about doing it. Like I <laughs> seriously, I thought about it. you know me. After I was done trying to find out home addresses of people that have other podcasts and stuff, 
think there's probably an easier way to do this. And uh, yeah. I just thought like, oh, what would what would this is horror think when they get the exact same formatted email from hundreds of people? Because I mean, you know, I, I have access to computers all day long. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I did I did instruct some people. I was like, at a minimum, just send in a thing that just says, I vote for booked. <laughs> like, they'll yep. get it. They'll know. Like, yeah. Um, I'd love for you to go through all the categories if you have rare, but you know what? At the bottom line, just send one that says booked should win every fucking thing. Um, yeah. Or the two that I mentioned, the two categories, podcast and anthology. <laughs> that's, that's It'd be cool if we I took... Mean, <laughs> in theory, though, if we got voted in, like as a write-in vote for other, we'd have to win those too, right? Like best tattoo artist booked. <laughs> I did get a tattoo that says booked, so that's close enough. See, if you, ask me. you qualify. I'm, I'm, I'm re-voting. That's right. I'm sending in another, another email. We're gonna win <laughs> best tattoo artist. God damn it. That's right. But yeah, definitely vote for us. It would be very nice to uh, demolish our competition. And um, and get an award two years running. I think that would be very yeah. very cool. It would give us um, a brand new certificate to put up on the wall right next to the existing mm-hmm. certificate. So Livius mm-hmm. is Livius wants his uh, office to look as much like like a doctor's office as possible with all the different diplomas and stuff on the wall. So uh, we need to give him some wall wall hangings. Hey, and if you've already voted, really seriously, I know we, we, we you know kind of make light of this. We really, really, truly, and deeply appreciate um, your support in this and other endeavors. Thank you if you nominated us for a Stitcher Award, too. Um, we did not get enough nominations um, for the Stitcher Awards for this year. But next year, that's going to be totally different. That's, that's right. That's right. But yes, thank you so much if you took the time to vote and if you encourage others to vote as well. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And Rob doesn't have a heart, but if he did, it would be from the bottom of his too. Yeah, from the bottom of the empty place where my heart should be. That's correct. And it's empty because he's got so much thanks for everybody there <laughs> or something. I don't, um, I don't know. It should be full of things. What happened to this episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what, what happened to this episode? <laughs> what, I can what tell you, here? but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should. All right, so here's what I think. Here's my thought. This is what's at least frying my brain. It's all of the fucking, like, my favorite of 2013 shit that I've been seeing online lately. It makes me not want to talk about anything. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, trust me. I know. I know. This is like, this is the top 15 of this this year. This is my favorite X of this this year. And it's like, God, just show me a picture of a puma talking about pooping. That's all I want. Like... (laughs) I'm gonna, Where, what happened to all the cat pictures? I'm a puma pants. <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. Um, and an excellent outro soundbite, I might add, just in case you weren't thinking of it already. Um, here's my issue with it. Let's say that you and I reviewed movies. For us to say that we, the top 10 movies of 2013, wouldn't we have had to have seen all the movies <laughs> and what, I, what I'm saying is, because obviously we provide an opinion on the show on the things that we do, you know, partake in. But to say that something is the top, so I, I go, ah, here's the top, you know, 25, uh, you know, songs that came out this year. Does that not mean you would have had to listen to every single song that came out this year if you were claiming these are the top ones? Yeah, and that's the problem. I think, like, presenting it as an objective list versus, like, a personal best of. 
and mm-hmm. um, we ran into a little trouble back in the podcast wars of 2013 with uh, Lit Reactors podcast um, when we called them out on listing their own podcast. Well, we called the website out, not, right. not the podcast, yeah. but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know the history of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could if you're planning if you want to be an objective list. Yes, you have to have listened to everything that qualifies. Um, and if you're doing a personal, this is my favorite of list. Why the? Why should I fucking care? Why? Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know, I know. And you know what? And some. And that, here's the whole thing. I know exactly where you're coming from. The ones around December 10th. I was like, oh, I'll look at this, and I'll look at this, and then oh my god, it's the middle of January, just about, and I'm still seeing daily the same kind of thing. Yeah, just fucking let so. go. Yeah, it's 2014, New Year. New Year. I'm going to make a list of, like, the these are the 15 things I'm looking for just so everybody's shutting up about very soon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, these people should start working on their 2014 lists yeah. right now. Right now. There's lots of movies to watch and songs to listen to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It just it gets to me. gets to me. Yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah, social media. Meh. What can you do? All right, next week we are back to our regular format. Um, we're going to have a guest host uh, with us next week. Adam, whose legs don't work, uh, will be joining us, I think, as long as we can get our scheduling and stuff uh, uh, down. And uh, that's it. That's it for this week and booked. Awesome, good. So that's it then, huh? That's it. All right, we're done. until next week, I'm Rob Olson. And I'm Livia Snudden. Peace.